Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BN EDC. Recording from our offices in Uptown Normal, today's guests are both from Elevate, Illinois. We have Craig Coyle, who is their executive VP, and Janet Mathis, who is their president and CEO. Elevate Illinois is a 501c3 nonprofit that highlights what's going on right here in Illinois. They strive to educate the people of Illinois and others about the many positive successes within our state. Elevate seeks to bring people together to recognize and appreciate all that Illinois has to offer. We hope you enjoy. Okay, well, like with every podcast that we do here at the EDC, we like to start off just by getting our guest background. So if you can just talk a little bit about yourself and uh, how you ended up in this role. Janet, you want to go first? Sure, Patrick. (laughs) So I actually grew up in Fairbury, Illinois, not too far from here, and have a degree in agriculture from University of Illinois, and had a winding path to this career, actually, anywhere from working in workforce development for the State Chamber of Commerce, to running the State Fair Press Office, working for Governor Edgar and his press staff, uh, running horse racing programs, you name it. I actually ran the trade office for the state of Illinois up in Canada for two years as well. Hmm. So I ended up in DECA, when we, what was the Illinois Department of Commerce, back when we uh, moved back from Canada and went to the Quad Cities area and uh, really enjoyed working with companies and with communities on business development projects. And, and so that evolved into a lot of things, including what we're working on right now, Elevate Illinois. Um, it's all about bettering the state. I believe in this state. I'm a fifth generation um, farm kid on one side of the family and really want to impact the state and make it a place that people want to continue to grow in, to have businesses grow, more people come here, stay here, live here, our kids stay here. That's going to be a pretty uh, tough background to beat uh, as far as what you guys are trying to do. So we'll, uh, our very diverse background anyway. Let's see what uh, Craig's got. I think I'll just be quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting. My I went to college at Illinois State, actually, because I thought I wanted to be in broadcast news and radio. And then I found out quickly that that job didn't pay any money at the time. So uh, I transitioned to um, – a lot of people would probably be surprised to hear that I transitioned to my first job, uh, which was a – campaign manager for a Democratic congressional campaign. Um, And if you uh, know me, you know that that's probably a little different than the way I lean now, which is sort of irrelevant. But it led me into a lot of interesting work on committees in the General Assembly and things like that, and really piqued my curiosity with government. So just kind of set that aside. Uh, We lost the campaign. So I had to find another uh, way of doing things. So um, I uh, decided I was going to go back to my major. I worked at WSOY Radio in Decatur doing radio sales. And um, the funny thing, the way I got that job was that um, uh, Orv Graham, the guy down there at the time who was sales manager, said to me, you don't have any sales experience, go get sales experience. So I went and sold cars for literally two months, (laughs) came back, got the job, and did that. Um, Left WSOY, went to Six Six Flags Theme Parks, where I was marketing and promotions manager. And then a short stint at UIS at the Sangamon Auditorium, the University of Illinois at Springfield. And then um, had somebody came up to me and they said, what is it that you really want to do in your career? And the Department of Commerce and Community Affairs, the predecessor entity to DCO that uh, Janet mentioned, 
was really rocking at the time. And I said, I want to work there. And that got me into economic development. So uh, 14 years there doing a variety of things, including running the state's economic development program um, and a staff of 40, I think it was, uh, left there to go to Decatur where we met. Um, so did that for 11 years. And then there was an overlap as we started our consulting company and now Elevate Illinois. Very nice. Well, I mean, so the next question is always a fun one as far as like, what's a personal fact? I, I had no clue that one, you worked at the radio station or two, the, you say you ran a horse track? No, horse racing program. <laughs> horse racing state. program. I was like, wait a minute. Is, is there some yeah. gaming I, I was in charge of the paramutual contract for the state fairs for a few years. Okay. Yeah. yeah so this is another benefit of doing this is we always do these podcasts just so we can like share <laughs> what's going on in the econ dev world and specifically Bloomington Normal. But I always get to learn something. I've known you guys for a while. Yeah. No clue you're at WSOI or right. you listed off like five things I didn't know. So <laughs> yeah. well, let's, let's see if there's another thing I don't know. Like what's a fun, unique personal fact about yourself? Well, I'm going to give you two different ones. Okay. One is not directly personal to me, but kind of. So my great-grandparents settled here in Bloomington um, as immigrants from Poland. Uh-huh. And actually, my grandfathers both worked in the coal mines, which no longer exist here. They didn't speak a lick of English. And so and my grandma was the oldest of 10 kids in her family. At one point, six of the kids and the parents all lived in the same block, Mulberry Street on the west side. So that's kind of a fact about that. Um, I was the Livingston County Fair Queen. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've heard some of those jokes <laughs> on our Elevate board meetings. Uh, people have talked about that. Yeah, because um, uh, Julie Moore too, right? She so, was, yeah. well, right. not Livingston right. County, but yeah. Yeah, but another one. Yeah. Um, no, so the Ancestry thing is pretty cool. We just started doing that on Ancestry.com, and I was just trying to trace, well, St. Patty's Day. So I'm like, let's go real deep into the Irish heritage here. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, coal miners. That, that was like my, my family was coal miners, and huh. it was kind of fun to go back a little bit. I, on my mom's side, her dad and their entire family lived over by behind the Randall Research Center, okay. like right up against the tracks. Oh, really? And there was like seven in this little house, and their dad, which would have been my great grandfather, was a janitor at one of the rail stations there. Wow. So to see how that was compared to you know what we have now. Well, there used to be an actual village, worker housing, we call it now, sure, right? Sure, sure. Yep. That there was just coal miners and their families lived in until it was, they weren't very much more than shacks, I don't think, yeah. until they got into actual houses. And my, my one of my great-grandfathers raised his 10 kids in half of a house. Can you imagine that today? Not at all. But that's that's what's so cool about going through Ancestry and linking things up. And I didn't realize how easy it was when you start clicking on the census, you know, then it starts tracking to other people. And it's like, oh, there's there's the draft card. Like somehow that's public record. So it was really cool. And hey, workforce housing. I remember there was a building in Decatur that we were touring to list and it showed old photos of the houses on the roof. And I was (laughs) like, how can you imagine how hot that would be in those little shacks? Yes. All right, Craig, how about you? Boy, I got nothing like that. Um, (laughs) I I think it's an interesting fact, probably only to myself, but um, two things is my great or my grandfather was actually an engineer on the Burlington Railroad back in the day. And he used to take us for little train rides through the train yard on the coal-fired engine, oh. which was something that kind of, as a little kid, right, you remember forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, going back to my Six Flags days, is every year they had an opportunity for staff to come in where the public wasn't there. And we ran the rides for the people who normally ran the rides. Okay. <laughs> so I ran the Screaming Eagle roller coaster for half a day at Six Flags, which... Um, 
was a little intimidating, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you know how to hit the brakes on it? Because I'm not sure well, I'd want to go thank goodness that they were automatic. <laughs> they were automatic, thank goodness. But, uh, I didn't forget that one either, so. Uh, that is pretty cool. I thought you were going to go somewhere with the uh, the speedboat obsession. <laughs> well, I am a little, yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, my uncle on that deal uh, got me hooked on um, on boating. And uh, he had a little 21-foot boat on the Illinois River, and he took us 75 mile an hour down the Illinois oh River gosh. once when I was 10 years old and jumped the locks <laughs> down by Meridosha on the boat. That sounds like some Dukes of Hazard. It was kind of like that. <laughs> it does. And we survived. And ever since then, I've had to have a fast boat. Oh, so yes. there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, today, uh, you guys are definitely in here to talk about, um, I'm sure we can get a lot of topics in economic development, but today we're going to try to focus on Elevate Illinois. So if you can talk about, I guess, your roles with the company or the organization, and then we'll get into like the purpose and why, why we're doing this. So, Well, I'm the president and CEO of Ele- Elevate Illinois. Um, it's a nonprofit that's focused on positivity of the state of, about the state of Illinois. We we all get into this rut of letting other people control our narrative. It feels like in the state, and so Craig and I and a group of other people, Patrick included, <laughs> um, felt it was important to start changing that perception. And we're doing it through social media right now. We're getting ready to do some other um, venues, and really tell the tale of all the great things happening in the state. I mean. Illinois is important to us. It's it's not a bad state. We forget all the great things going on here. We keep hearing about outflow of people, um, how the business climate's horrible. Look at this area here, though. I mean, my goodness, you've got so much growth going on mm-hmm. this past year yep. and more to come. I, you know, I don't know how people can even begin to tell those tales. So we started it back in 2018, I think, is when the ball started rolling. 20, 20 yeah. yeah. And it really was an outgrowth of two things. Um, one was Jim Nolan had started writing some articles back in 2015-ish about, you know, downstate matters. We need to focus on things that are going on great in the state, but especially downstate, not just Chicago. And Craig and I and some other economic developers back in probably around 20, 2009, 2008, yep. I uh, had gotten together to start an effort called I Grow El- or Grow Illinois, and that was about the same thing too. You know, we've got a great state. Why are we not focused on that? We did a little bit of public speaking about that, but didn't gain a lot of traction. You know, we weren't focused on it, and so we really decided we wanted to focus on this and make it happen this time. Yeah, you know, one of the things that's always frustrated both of us, and I think uh, in particular as I've gone around the state, no matter when you have something positive happen. There's always the naysayer people, right? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to be negative. And it sort of drives you crazy when you're doing an economic development job <laughs> when people are doing that because they really have no clue about what goes on in the background and what it takes to make a deal happen and all the pieces and parts that come together. So you kind of set that over to the side. Um, but people always would say to me when I was with the state and even Indicator when I was in that job, um, <clears throat> they'd talk about all the bad things that are happening. and all the companies are going to other states. And I said, you know, there's a reason for that, right? <laughs> the companies are going to other states, or people are, com- excuse me, states are coming into Illinois to take our companies because the companies are here. Mm-hmm. So we have to do everything we can to grow that base and um, look toward the future to make sure that those companies do stay and grow here in some way, shape, or form. And so that all kind of blended together with the Elevate messaging and uh, made us really kind of decide, look, we need to do this because nobody's doing it. Yeah. It's something I'm, we've 
it's it's a frustrating portion of doing econ dev in Illinois because you see our surrounding states. They like like you said, they're coming here for a reason, um, but they're doing the negative broadcasting too, and then we don't right. do ourselves any favors by downplaying what does happen is i mean there's still people today that'll tell you that rivian's not a real company right (laughs) that's kind of funny when you see the trucks driving around Um, but that's i don't know if that's just that's probably everywhere in the u.s but it seems like it's pretty heavy especially in downstate and anywhere else you think about illinois people always just refer to chicago and we all know how much is happening everywhere else and that's why i was really excited to see this thing go um and as you mentioned earlier if you're not telling your story somebody else will and i think that's what had happened for so long and um, yeah, so it's, it's it's good to be on, good to be a part of this, and hopefully we can uh, help expand upon uh, all the wonderful stories happening here. Well, and that's why we're glad to have you and the other members of the board who really truly believe in the state first and foremost, mm-hmm. as well as the initiative. And uh, it's not hard to tell positive stories; they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, but uh, like anything else, it's about how you market it, how you sell it, and how you promote it. And um, our goal is to do the best job we can with that across as many platforms as we can, as many different ways as we can, uh, with as many different people from a variety of backgrounds as we can. Well, and Patrick, I think something else that was really important to us um, was that this was an apolitical effort, mm-hmm. and it was a nonprofit. So we are a 501c3. We went through that rigor to obtain that status. But we're very intentional about not leaning towards a political position because that's not what this is about. It's about moving the state forward in the best way possible and even looking at the board of directors. You know, we were intentional about that too, that they were geographically diverse, diverse in backgrounds, um, and also diverse in political affiliations. And um, I think it works. I mean, it's nice to see people working together for the same cause without those um, friction of those kinds of factions out there. It, well, you're doing it for the right reasons. It's not It's not really about the money at all. This is no. about the passion and the love for the state. Yes. And when you're in economic development, you know what's happening. It's it, it does get frustrating because, you know, you can pump out one solid headline about this new thing coming here and you think it's great and it's going to get a lot of traction. But the next day, a couple of negative stories come out and nobody remembers the good stuff. Everybody remembers the bad. So it, it's really important to keep telling those stories. And I think now... I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think what we need is the stories. Like, we know they're out there. Exactly. We need to get more stories in so we can help tell that story. No, you're absolutely right, Patrick. You know, no one's good about telling the good news. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one is. I mean, we've been in economic development here in this state for a long time. You try to get people through different associations to say, here's the good things going on. It's like pulling their leg, mm-hmm. to, you know, or asking for their firstborn child. But yes, we do need stories from people that we can share with, with the broader platform. Um, and there's a few ways you can do that. I mean, we've got a website, um, elevateillinois.org, that actually you can submit a story idea on or pictures or short videos, and, you know, we'll get back to you and see if we can't use that on our, our social media platforms and our blog. Um, just contacting us. And again, you can do that through the website as well. Or we've been out to a lot of groups across the state and organizations to spread that word as, as well about tell us your stories. And it's not just about economic development projects, mm-hmm. although we all love those, of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's other things going on that are cool and different and, you know, um, cutting edge. It's the um, Galva having the Love It Amp Up series before a lot of other people did for 
concerts. I mean, the little town of Galva's got 2,000 people that come to a concert. Their whole town isn't hardly 2,000 people, right. you know. And those were going on early on a few years ago before Springfield and other places yeah. got them. Um, it's people putting together um, platforms to, to share things about, you know, where to eat. I, I started following the Southern Illinois Eats page on Facebook back when there was like 700 people on it. 40,000 now. Holy cow. Yeah. And so people are asking, where do I take my wife for a special date? Or I used it. How, where do I find a birthday cake down in Southern Illinois? Mm-hmm. I want to get the special kind. Or, you know, just sharing news about we've got Thanksgiving dinner coming up. Order yours now. But it's it's amazing. Um, some of those platforms are out there. Um, Moline Police Department's different kind of story. Partner with the Center for Youth and Family Solutions to bring in social workers on calls um, that police aren't equipped necessarily handle mm. on their own. Homeless people that are um, mentally challenged, um, where a social worker really, you know, is the right person to have as part of that team. So there's stories like that besides, like I said, our economic development stories that we love that are just important to share and, and things that are happening. Workforce, too. Yeah. I mean, Quincy's doing some cool things, and I know you guys are working on some stuff here, too, and blowing to normal, and other places are as well, to figure out this this worker issue. I want to say shortage, but, right. but how do we best attract a, wor- attract a workforce to meet the needs of our employers, you know? And I think that's why those stories that you're mentioning outside of economic development, while it's really exciting to us, uh, man on the street, if you're not going to work at Ferrero, you might be like, okay, it's cool you're getting a chocolate factory, but... I think the conversation we had before the podcast about what new breweries are coming, that's something that <laughs> exactly. really leans towards that talent retention and talent attraction. And I think people need to realize, you know, what makes the state of Illinois so great. And that's a lot of things that CVBs do for our visitors. But I think we can do the same thing for our residents. Well, we really have to if we're going to be competitive, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a changing labor marketplace in a general sense. Thanks or no thanks to the pandemic, depending on your perspective, I guess. But um I don't think people truly understand the opportunities that are available, point number one, because back to the point earlier, nobody really does a good job of promoting what mm-hmm. those opportunities are. And Elevate has the opportunity to be a good coordinator of information on those kinds of things. And you know, feeding back into the narrative about the workforce, um, I think that we can really ultimately start driving um, initiatives to prepare establish and prepare a more vigorous and relevant worker pipeline mm-hmm. starting in the you know high school era age moving it on through community and trade school community colleges trade schools colleges whatever um, because I, I really think that people have in their mind I need to go do X for my career and they don't think about the things that they could be doing that maybe don't require for example a college education right. or, uh, and they can make a lot of money if not more money than some people who go to school right and so we want to start highlighting those kinds of things as well. Now that goes, um, so the work, the whole, whole work, live, play thing, like I think the work side, there is a big misnomer. And that's why we're uh, so passionate about the uh, STEM initiatives, but also the upskilling that we have going on in this community. Yes. Because as a former bartender slash community college kid, <laughs> um, didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. You don't know until you know. And there's right. so many programs now and so many opportunities. And like you said, Craig, you don't have to have a four-year degree. There's yeah. some, if you just had a certificate, you could have a really cool job in a really cool company like Rivian or even yep. Ferrero right now and some things at State Farm. So there's there's good jobs out there. Um, there's a better way. And I think that, again, it just comes down to communication because a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And hopefully with this platform, uh, with Elevate Illinois, we can start highlighting some of that. 
that's definitely the goal. And I think you're going to see over the next uh, year to 18 months, we're going to move into some different areas, you know, and more outreach with media outlets and more video and, you know, be a little more vibrant in terms of content. And I think that'll help a lot as well. Well, and also going out into the state yeah, and going into communities. And that's important to us to, to actually reach out to people where they're at. No, I agree. And I think that's uh, one of the things we think about the organizational update, though. It's um, you guys launching a podcast similar to this, mm-hmm. where you do go to maybe a state fair or you go to um, some kind of event that right. most people don't know even exists. And that's how you can help tell that story. And, you know, we can go down the whole path and we won't do that now as far as what you can do with a video or right. like whenever you guys said you were already going to organizations and presenting Elevate Illinois. And I was like, we could just take that, videotape it, and create so much content mm-hmm. based off of that alone. So the podcast idea is a really easy way that we use to create text because this audio can convert straight to text, which turns straight into online. And it's uh, we, we know the stories that, you know, personally, it's just mm-hmm. getting it on paper, which sometimes is hard, which this makes it really easy. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you should take some pride in the fact that you're on the cutting edge of this from an economic development perspective. I don't think a lot of people, if anybody's really doing this in Illinois. So you can kind of set the stage and the foundation for this for a lot of people going forward, right? Yeah, it was something uh, coming from the private sector in the ad agency and always trying to keep up with social media. And you know this from years uh, with the state and even in Decatur, you're so focused on the projects, you normally don't tell your story. (laughs) But what we found out now is that by telling the story of the projects and how it happened, other businesses can say, well, I can do that and I can probably do that there as well. And so it becomes that because everyone's really focused on attraction because we like the new shiny things, the new shiny thing comes in and they got a deal and the locals didn't know how they did it. Well, if we can tell that story, then they'll say, I can do it too. So then you're doing expansion and attraction at the same time. Exactly. Well, I have to say, Craig and I have learned a lot about social media the last your plus. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, you, you think you, you think you, you think you know it. You put some things on Facebook occasionally, Instagram, whatever. But there's a lot more to it than that. When you start really use, trying to use the platform for good, for purposes of trying to reach a, a broader base, and we have so appreciated having your expertise on the board, you and others like Tammy Craig Schilling from Beer, and you know who's their knowledge transfer lead, and, and other people to to help that process. Cause like Craig said, you are in the cutting edge. And so this has definitely helped us um, amp up our game. Well, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to help. And especially on this, this level um, at a larger level too, there's so much more to learn. I think the biggest challenge though is how do you make something stick? Cause you, anybody can post anything, That's right. but how's it gonna, you need to get it shared. Somebody's got to comment, you gotta get the likes. And there's a million different ways to do it. And I don't know anything about TikTok. So hopefully you guys have learned something about that. <laughs> We're going to try. You're going to try. I, that's um, a bad visual thinking about that. I don't know. You have some different dances at some different, <laughs> right. different that's for events. Our, that's for our board members. There you go. Right. They're going to be doing the dances. Oh, man. Which could be fun or funny. Um, so let's pivot a little bit. Um, speaking of fun, if you're thinking about Bloomington Normal and you're trying to tell our story, and you've got somebody here that's maybe a prospective worker and you want them to stick around. What's like the perfect day that you would take them around town and what would you show them? So I would hope it would be, well, there's all kinds of perfect days in Bloomington Normal Patrick, of course. <laughs> you know, my mom grew up here, so I spent yeah. a lot of time here. But, you know, Miller Park Zoo is always a family favorite. Um, Ewing Manor, I'm a Shakespeare hmm. geek anyway. But the cool thing about being out there as far as, you know, having the outdoor venue with a a play and some of the other events. It's not just plays there, but other events that go on at Ewing Manor, I think is really cool. Um, 
you got to have Carl's ice cream and we're going to talk about food later. <laughs> but, but, you know, that that's special memories for me with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. We always used to go get Carl's, and um, that was, you know, it was a big day if you got to go do that. Um, the university is so cool just to walk around and see in both universities, frankly, although I think I'm a little more biased to Illinois State. My mom was at Illinois State Normal University. She okay. always throws in the normal. The normal, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, she was a graduate of that, so I think that, you know, that's something to see. I love to still. Yeah. Um, both the beer, the, the, uh, I'm going to say the wrong thing now, but not the restaurant, but the other. The beer the bur- hall. Yeah. Beer yeah. hall, yeah. You know, I love it out there. It's It's got a great venue where you, you can sit outside and enjoy your friends and have a good time to chat. I think when you take people around this town in a general sense, when you do the big circle, for lack of a better way to put it, the story kind of tells itself. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you know this, you've been around Illinois, and of course we go across Illinois and other states as well in our business, but um, there's really no place like this that you can just make the big circle and see progress and unique things at every point on the compass, Mm -hmm. right? And in between. And so you get a flavor for the neighborhoods, you get a flavor for the tech, you get a flavor for the high-impact businesses that are here, you get a flavor for the university environment. And... um, it's like any community, I guess. If you live here a long time or you live in a community a long time, you sort of take it for granted. Yeah. But sometimes you have to step back and take a look through the perspectives, perspective of people who have never been here. And when you do that circle, it truly speaks for itself. Yeah, and I've, I've never thought about that as far as the timeline goes and seeing the history, but it's true. Like if you started in downtown Bloomington and State Farm's headquarters and you start working your way up right. to normal university, which is now ISU, then now you start flipping around to the east side, which is just it's crazy you know, <laughs> commercial heaven out there. It's pretty much every single chain, but there's so many quality um, local restaurants, too, that are popped up. And, yeah, you're right, the different neighborhoods, some are historic, some are brand new. And yeah, you can you can see that that full circle, and it's something that, you know, I think of our fam tours, and we always do them familiarization tours for our, our audience. It's uh, it's based on the industry that they're in, and if I can find any research on them, like sure. if they're in the golf, twelve golf courses, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna pass a couple <laughs> of those. Right. If they're into the breweries, we're gonna go right by the breweries. So right. there's, yeah, there's a little bit of every something for everything. And I know Janet, you had said uh, Carl's, which we're a big fan too. Do you have a certain ice cream flavor you got to get there? I always got the mixed. Mixed. Yeah, the the chocolate vanilla that was always my thing yeah back in the day um yeah there's just so much here i mean again you don't appreciate what you have in your backyard yeah i remember um coming here to to do a project recently we were max lighter Mm -hmm. i am just so amazed what they're doing with broncos i mean and the fact they're selling them for six figures out of (laughs) (laughs) within three seconds on a social media platform i mean it's incredible to me. And then, you know, Ferraro, my mm-hmm. grandma worked there back in the day before she got pregnant because you couldn't work after they found out you were pregnant. Oh. <laughs> this is in the 40s, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, but she worked there and always talked about the candy they were making. Mm-hmm. So that's had a special place since then. I mean, Rivian's been huge. Um, and the State Farm, I mean. Yeah. And again, I got another family history there. My grandpa worked at the, the building down in uh, downtown Bloomington. Um, he started there in the 40s. So, you know, there's their 100th anniversaries this year, right? So not too far after it got started, actually, Grandpa was working there. And I remember going there as a kid to the top floor. It's where the computer was when they used to <laughs> do the punch cards. Yeah, yeah. And my uncle worked in data processing for them. And so we got to go see the punch cards. So, um, 
But there's just so many great things about this area. And like Craig said, they're truly rooted in a lot of different industries and encompasses everything in ag, ag centric oh, yeah. to ag. ag here, you know. Ag and ag organizations, holy cow. Something yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize is how no, many of the headquarters of the organizations are actually here. Yeah. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about ice cream, but if there's like one food item that you say, if you're going to Bloomington Normal, you have to eat this, what would that be? <laughs> You know, we talked about this a little while ago before we got here and just kind of we were having a casual conversation about it. And this ages me, but I don't care. And it's not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that is that relevant. I thought I you were going to go say for it. I thought you were going to say Avanti's anyway, but go ahead. Well, yeah, Avanti's is like a given, right? <laughs> yeah. You have to try that. But, um, but back in the day, Gallery Pizza, downtown Normal. Huh. I didn't, I don't That's know before Gallery your pizza. time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there. how do you say this? There were times at the end of the evening on a weekend oh, where you just okay, had to have sure. something to eat, right? Yes, and yes. gallery pizza was like the best pizza ever, and they're not here anymore. Yes, if that was closed by 97, I uh, wouldn't I remember it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I might not remember it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Patrick, I would say Luca Grill. Oh, yeah. The pizza there. I mean, that's, place. that's mm-hmm. you know, uh, before Uptown was Uptown, this was not the place to be necessarily. hate to say that normal, but you guys have really upped your game. Mm-hmm. Bloomington had the downtown that was very bi- vibrant and had department stores and the five and dime. I mean, the big county candy counter and all that stuff. The Red Lion. Yeah, the, the Red, Red Lion. Lion. What was the Red Lion? It was a bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perhaps restaurant. But yeah, yeah. but Luca Grill. Is yeah, Luca's. Yeah. It was cool, uh, like when the family first came down, going into Luca, and it's like you almost step back in time because I don't think they've updated anything. There's a photo of JFK and this old pinup from Notre Dame, so we were sold because it was like <laughs> straight out of the 30s. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, was, uh, that might have been one of the first restaurants here. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a cool location. Um, so this is a softball question for both of you with your experience. I was actually trying to calculate when we got started. Um, the three of us combined, like how many years in economic development, (laughs) (laughs) if you put it together. uh, But the question we ask all of our guests is, um, why does economic development matter? Well, I think it's because at the end of the day, it's the core of everything that happens in, you know, a community, right? Without economic development, you cannot be successful. Um, I've said this before, and now I hear other people saying it, so I guess that's a good thing. But um, (laughs) economic development truly is the only thing that is impacted by every single thing in the community, yeah. right? Uh, so whether it's schools or uh, social services or you know availability of sites and buildings, uh, public safety, whatever the case may be, public transportation, transportation in general, um, you know your water, sewer, infrastructure, all that, high-speed data, everything impacts your ability to be successful. Mm-hmm. And without somebody coordinating that and doing strong economic development programs, outreach, and business retention activities. You're gonna be you're gonna be bypassed by everybody else. So I'll kind of basically say what Craig said, except I'll say it a little differently, and that's it's where everyone comes together uh, to create um, investment and growth opportunities to better the community, and that's really what it's about. It you is. know, um, again, like he said, everything comes together, including education and environmental issues. I mean, everything, and so. To be able to do that effectively to, to help the city and the region move forward is, is truly something we all want, right? I can't, I can't imagine anybody that doesn't want that. Doesn't want economic development. Yeah, it's, we've always kind of joked that if you're not growing, you're dying. And it's, it's literally a flywheel. You're probably going one way or another. You just might be sitting still. And with Bloomington Normal, being a student here at ISU, I know Craig, you're a 
student here as well. Um, this place, I even today, I think, does not know what it has. I think that I it, it's starting to fire now, and it's firing really fast. But I think in the past, um, they did grow. They they did they did very well. And Uptown, Janet, you mentioned, mm-hmm. phenomenal project with that TIF district. Totally revitalized this whole area and has benefited ISU just as much as ISU benefits Uptown. But the speed at which the economic development flywheel is going right now with Rivian and the momentum and how it's affecting housing and school and everything else, it's picking up really fast. And I always joked whenever I got here that the whole thing was, you know, trying to ride the wave of, you know, Rivian. And then now it's just trying to teach everyone else how to surf. Because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly right. But it's, it's funny because the people see all the projects coming in. Like we had 100 different prospects come in last year and. They're like, oh, it's all Rivian. I'm like, no, it's not. There's a lot of their people that are looking to manufacture things in Illinois again. Exactly. And I think last year was the first time that reshoring outpaced foreign direct investment. And we have low cost of power, low cost of doing business. Correct. And those are some of the stories that get overlooked in Illinois. There's a ton of it. I mean, you guys have worked on some, was it Facebook? Like major, right. major projects <laughs> that most people down here probably don't even know happened. No, that's true. It's interesting. When I, was, I talked to a friend of mine not too long ago and he knew that I'd been running back and forth to DeKalb a lot. And he said, what are you going up there for? And I said, well, Facebook's building a billion-dollar data center. <laughs> He's like, seriously? Exactly. And you look at the data centers in Illinois right now in a general sense. There's a ton of them and more being built. And you look at the, the need now to bring production onshore, back to your point, I think the opportunities are endless. And the question becomes, how do you capture that? How do you scale the workforce to be able to meet those demands? And how do you scale the community and the community infrastructure to be able to meet those demands as well? That's the challenge. And you gotta be moving all the time. You can't sit back and wait. And that's how they're all connected. Correct. (laughs) Right. So is there anything else you guys wanna cover while we've got you on here? Well, we could talk about Illini basketball, but we don't wanna do that. (laughs) (laughs) ILL. Yeah. Yeah. you know, Elevate's important to us. I think yep. it's important to the state, too. It is. And we need all of, you know, the listeners of this podcast and everyone to help us with that project because, again, it's about believing in the state of Illinois and its future. Yeah, so I'd say check out the website for sure and then um, all the social media channels. And then, like as Janet said earlier, if you do have good stories or good news to share of even events coming up, let us know, get them submitted, and we'll help share that because it's going to take everyone's story to tell Illinois' story overall. That's the goal, and um, ultimately, you know, we've got to build this out. It's going to be expensive, so if, you, um, if you're interested in supporting the initiative, of course, we'd like to see that as well. There is a donate button on the website, so if somebody wants to donate, as Janet said, it is a 501c3, and uh, your donations are tax deductible, so that would, uh, maybe that's an incentive for some people to jump on board as well, but um, and we appreciate the opportunity to talk about this, and um, we hope that everybody will just kind of take a step back and say, it's time to change the narrative and time for everybody to elevate Illinois. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.